Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The benefits of producing closer to home are well known. Convenience, speed to market, lower costs, better sustainability, less geopolitical risk, and so on. But production in the Americas still has a ways to go. And why is that? What is keeping the region from reaching its full potential? I'm Lauren Parker, Director of Sourcing Journal and FMG Studios, and I'm joined today by Ryan Zimmerman, Founder and Head of Business Development for RZ International, a manufacturer which is based in LA but produces exclusively at its facilities in Mexico. Ryan, welcome to our fireside chat. Lauren, thank you so much for having me. So just give us some quick backstory on RZ. What type of garments do you produce at your facilities? Sure. We started off um, about seven years ago in Los Angeles, just doing domestic manufacturing, focusing strictly in Jersey French Terry fleece. So really just sweatpants, t-shirts, sweatshirts, crew necks. That's our core. And um, and then we took that same recipe and moved it to Mexico. Was there something specific that drove you to the region or were you always planning on moving into Mexico? We always planned on moving to Mexico. And in 2019, we, we just saw the benefits for onshoring and the new USMCA benefits. And, you know, the pandemic complicated the whole process when sourcing, but it also like hence accelerated the local and nearshoring needs. It needed to be figured out on a on a scale from every industry, not just, you know, the apparel industry. And then just to clarify, although I'm sure our viewers know, USMCA is US, Mexico and Canada Free Trade Agreement. Just put that out there. Yes. And what have been some of the biggest benefits for your clients in Mexico? Was there anything that kind of um, pleasantly surprised them about the region? The biggest thing is the back and forth on communication and samples. It's much faster dealing with onshore facilities than overseas partners. And the time change is a big plus for daily communication. It's just two hours behind. EST time zone. And the shipping of goods takes anywhere from five to seven days for production. And overnighting samples, if your paperwork is correct, you're not going to have any issues with customs. And overnighting a sample or a strike-off is actually overnighting. It's not going to take two days and something gets stuck at customs. And then also you're shipping it you're doing it by rail, or or do you find that your clients are sending it by plane? That's a great question. I mean, definitely our large clients are, you know, when it's planned out, or the logistics is all by truck. Mm-hmm. But we do have smaller private label brands and boutique stores that just want to fly in the goods. But yeah, I would say like for sending via truck to Canada or anywhere in the United States, it's anywhere from five to seven days. Right. 
And let's pivot to sustainability because I know it's it's so important to our viewers. How does producing closer to home, you know, nearshoring, onshoring help make the whole fashion process more sustainable? Transportation is definitely the biggest, biggest thing that's dramatically reducing the carbon footprint on the whole process. You know, I would say that's really the biggest eye-opening thing for for all brands, even brands that I'm, you know, working with that don't really invest in the sustainability fabric, fabrics and textiles and threads and different types of printing capabilities and sustainable inks. But I do have clients that are like, wow, we're at least reducing our carbon footprint significantly. That's such an interesting point. Yeah, definitely. And I have to say like investing in a sustainable supply chain on a brand level, it's not cheap. You're really investing and long-term want to see, you know, the benefits that it's going to do for the brand and the brand identity and, and all of that. I want to talk about water consumption, because that is a real growing issue when you talk about fashion manufacturing. How is RZ conserving water at its Mexico plants? So water consumption is definitely a big growing issue. Our fabric mills have either their own water recycling facilities or partnerships with local governments to send water to municipal recycling plants in that local city. We do have a state-of-the-art machine that reuses water to clean screen printing screens. And that's not really a big investment at all with brands that can't afford to really build a full sustainable supply chain. And you're saving there as well. So it's like an easy lift and it's just a matter of education that you need to let people know that this is something that they can do very easily and it can really make a difference. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned recycling and I want to talk about that. You know, obviously recycling is important to sustainability and circularity, but in order to get this USMCA duty-free status on fashion produced in Mexico, recycled imports can't be imported from overseas. So can you talk about that and the challenges and the logistics of that? There's a lot of challenges and a lot of these brands don't understand how USMCA works and it goes so far down to the yarn forwarding and the different needs for sustainable yarns to get that benefit and that tax break. I do have a lot of clients that are like, oh, let's bring in sustainable fabrics from India or different areas of Asia, but really benefiting and giving back to your local region community of wherever the supply chain is being done. Whether, you know, that's in Peru, India, Egypt, you're utilizing that sustainable supply chain that's there. Right. And then you're building up the local community and then it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Correct. And so nearshoring, you know, we were saying it certainly has a lot of benefits, but obviously nothing is perfect. Um, you talked about some of the challenges, but what, you know, really what are some of the the sticking ones that that companies need to overcome to really reach the level of some other countries from overseas that can be enticing in certain ways? Yeah, I think that the most difficult um, thing that, you know, we faced two big challenges in Mexico. The first real big one was getting premium high-end fleece Terry jersey 
it's definitely hard to find that higher end quality of yarns in the local Mexico market. But we do have a whole process set up where we buy the fabric from the United States, you know, and it's yarn forwarded, it's all knitted in the U.S., And then we do uh, most of the time the cutting in the United States and then just send the cut goods to Mexico and do the sewing and the embellishments, QC, printing, all of that, and then send it back to the United States there or Canada. There's a lot of benefits with that when you're dealing in volume. Even smaller brands will still pay a little bit of a premium bringing in those fabrics, But the larger, larger brands that are bringing in hundreds of thousands of of yards of fabric, really the cost is very compelling bringing it in from the U.S. I would say like, you know, another big, big challenge we faced was embroidery. Mm -hmm. The the Mexico market didn't have high-end embroidery machinery. And, you know, even down to the thread, the thread wasn't up to par with the premium brands that we're used to working with. So that was definitely um, a bit of a challenge, but we, you know, we invested heavily in that and brought in new machinery, new threads that we're using for our specific clients that need that. But we have now that down to a T. It's really just the textiles and the embellishments, but most important embroidery was, was figured out. So you talked about investing. I mean, is this what it's going to take to really grow the region's expertise? You need American companies to invest in the region and kind of fill that that white space for the skills that are needed, you know, to do training or to just grow the infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, we're heavily invested in training and getting the local workforce to really understand the brand's needs, expectations, and most importantly, brand identity. You know, working with more of these smaller private label brands, it's hard for our workforce to understand that. But working on the, you know, the scale of of these big corporations that are investing heavily in building out their supply chain in Mexico with us they're really spending money on this partnership. It's very rewarding to our local workforce, me, my partner, and kind of seeing like their investment in getting this done. It doesn't take three to six months. I've been building a a partnership for two years with a massive company, and we're now just getting into production. But we've been going back and forth for really two years, and they've been in Mexico maybe a handful of times during that two-year process. And now the marriage is just beginning. We're just starting (laughs) to, you know, work and live together. We're in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan, when you talk about investing in the region, it, it's not just money investment, it, it's commitment, right? What really needs to be done to scale and boost the industry? The recipe for success is definitely investing in technology, machinery, workforce. Those are the three main key items for us. Trust is the first ingredient to a successful partnership. You know, we look to to work with small orders to build that partnership. You know, we make sure the workforce is aligned with what's expected with the client and they really understand the type of stitching that needs to be done. The whole package and how, you know, even 
down to putting the the hang tag on properly. So when mm-hmm. we're doing the packing and it goes to their fulfillment center, it's put out exactly how the brand wants it. Those little details is what's going to build that partnership and and keep it. And that's the the thing that I don't want to just rush and take on large orders at first. It's really just starting small, building that trust for both, you know, client and and us. And yeah, I I would say that's definitely the most important thing on on boosting, you know, and scaling the business. Sounds like a win-win for everyone. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise. Thank you so much. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.